from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are finishing up our podcast series with Annalee Livingston Anderson of Good Turn Farm in Wisconsin, as she offers perspectives and advice reflecting on her first couple of years as a beginning farmer. Hear why you need to identify what's important to you. In Annalee's case, that's prioritizing relationships and the need to get off the farm sometimes, especially during the busy summer season. Annalee Livingston Anderson grows certified organic vegetables and cut flowers with her husband, Kevin, and their three-year-old daughter, Hazel, on Good Turn Farm in Stockholm, Wisconsin. She's also on the steering committee for Lake Pepin Local, a group of local farmers and buyers cooperatively marketing locally grown products. Last fall, she started working for the Land Stewardship Project as an organizer for Farm Beginnings, a training program for beginning farmers. We are back with Annalee Livingston Anderson of Good Turn Farm, and we actually are recording Annalee at the Moses New Farmer University uh, in Wisconsin, and these are the weekend intensives Moses has been running in partnership with Renewing the Countryside that are kind of, I like to call them like mini Moses conferences yeah. in a way because we have a lot of the same speakers and resources, but they're much smaller. They're like 100 people, beginning farmers, so much more intimate and a great way to get up close and personal and talk about some of these issues and learn. And Annalie was on a panel today at the New Farmer U, a panel of beginning farmers. Yeah. And it was really interesting, different perspectives, different vibes, and different advice, but let's let's kind of recap and, and dive more into those topics you talked about because you put some thought into reflection, and I know this is part of when we could talk about this, the whole holistic management approach you have on your farm of of always thinking, right, and always mm-hmm. assessing what's working, and, and that I know is hard to do, especially when we get busy. Yeah, we just want to get it done versus step back and think about, A, do I even need to do this? Yeah. <laughs> or B, what's the best way to do it? So what were some of the tips and pieces of advice you shared in reflections on your yeah. experiences? Do you want me to go back and talk about um, our basic structure as a farm or you feel like the initial interview? Oh, well, give us a little bit. Yeah, give us okay, a quick recap. Sure. sure, sure. Sure. So we, you know, we grow mixed vegetables on about two acres um, in the driftless region of Wisconsin. So we're outside of Stockholm, Wisconsin, and we're certified organic. We got certified in our second year of production, which was last year. And we, we also do some cut flowers and we do, um, we're dabbling a little bit in, uh, mushroom production on logs. And so that's basically what we're focusing on right now. 
Um, yeah, so for the for the new Farmer U panel that I was invited um, to be a part of, they they just asked us to share our sort of best practices that we've learned in our beginning farmer years. And um, so as I sat down to to make this list of things that I you know wish I had known starting out as a farmer, it became like a very long list very quickly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, if I was going to choose just a handful of things that were really important to share, the first one would be the LSP uh, Land Stewardship Project, uh, Farm Beginner, Farm Beginning Program, and the Journey Person Program. So the Farm Beginnings Program um, is for people who are just starting farming or just even getting into the idea of farming. Uh, my husband, Kevin, actually did that by himself um, before we started dating. And so he went through that whole program because he knew he wanted to go back to the family farm eventually. And I, so after we had started dating and eventually decided to to move back to the farm and start our own farming enterprises, um, we we then applied for the journey person program, which is then the, you know, the follow-up program to the farm phase. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's meant for people that have actually have, have a couple of years of farming under like already done so that they have some experience. And the farm beginnings program, you took it through the land stewardship project, but there's various other entities that offer it around the country. I think Kevin actually took it up in Duluth. And so I think it's the um, Lake Superior Sustainable Agriculture Association. But it's sort of the same curriculum and it's a year long and gives you some time and space to learn and plan. Yes, And most importantly, probably to connect with other farmers in the same phase of life. Yep, definitely. And so with the Journey Person course, it's just a... Well, I always tell people that if there was anything that would help us or, you know, if anything that we've done that would help us to really become successful as small scale sustainable farmers, I feel like the the journey person course is it. And it's just because of the way it helps you to think about your whole farm. And so they use they utilize holistic management as their like main overarching method and so there's a lot of different parts of holistic management, but it's kind of a, a, a tool for looking at your farm within the context of like your whole life and like, what do you want the farm to do for you? And how do you want the farm to operate, you know, in its environment? And those are questions beyond the bottom line, really, right? Yeah, and yeah, right. Exactly. More it's, intuitive and Yeah, and like value-based, I think, is a thing that they say a lot about it. And so... So the within holistic management, you you create a holistic goal where you you basically say these are the things that we really want to hold um, important in our lives and make time for, and what we want our lives to look like, and then you shape what you're mm-hmm. doing around that. And what were some of the things that we that talked about? Priorities for you, yeah. Huh. Um. You know, <laughs> I mean, one that like immediately jumps to mind that I think is sort of funny and uh maybe not super important but you know there are things like there are things like we want to take a vacation you know every year even if that means literally going camping overnight in the woods you know like that's what we did last fall but it was so important for us to to make sure that that happened and get off the farm and get off the farm yeah. yeah um 
you know, there were other things about like, um, our relationship and how we interact with each other, like goals that we have for our relationship. Like we're going to say, or like, you know, try and connect with each other. Like, 10 times a day was like a goal for us to say, like, we're either going to like, you know, hold hands or like rub each other's back or, you know, say hi or, you know, just like those, those sort of things. Yeah. You know, we knew that like creating space for like our relationship was very important if we're going to move forward as a couple running this business. Um, And so that, you know, those are things that you, you know, it's whatever is important to you, you can incorporate like into your holistic goal. And then we have other things that are obviously like more farm related, like we want to connect with our community. So like, even though our local sales may be a small percentage of what we're selling, um, and maybe it's, you know, it takes a lot more labor or whatever, like, but it's really important to us because we're building those social connections then in our community and, and building our community. And so like, that's something that's really important to us. So those are, it's just kind of, you know, choosing whatever is important to you and fitting it into like what you're doing. So, so the holistic goal piece of it, and then there's also the holistic financial planning. And that for us has been really important. We, I, I read through a lot of the farm beginnings paperwork before we started the journey person program. And I think one of the things they said is that for beginning farmers, the two biggest issues are always finances and weeds. (laughs) And so, so weeds are, have definitely, you know, been a challenge for us, but I would say the financial piece of it has been really hard for us. Uh, As we started out, we didn't start with a lot of capital. And so it's been a lot of like making it work, creative financing Uh which is you know not always responsible financing and um and so that piece of it is a really important tool for us moving forward trying to trying to figure out how the farm operates in our whole life in our whole lives like we with the holistic financial planning you set up um basically a cash flow for your entire year month by month where you chart all of your income or all of your expected income, all of your expected expenses, figure out what your cash flow is for each month. And, and then you can plan around, like if you have months where you're, there's a lot of money going out, then you have to figure out like, well, then I have to have that $6,000 like in the bank to use, you know, or I have to have access to some good credit that I can utilize to, to pay those expenses that month. Um, so that has been a really important tool for us, not only, um, just trying to like stay responsible financially, financially, but also, um, it's been a good tool for us for making decisions about what we're going to invest in tool wise. Mm. So I think as a beginner farmers, there's so many wonderful, beautiful tools out there and it's like, <laughs> and they're lots, shiny, lots of shiny things. And so how do you, how do we like rein it in? and not just purchase everything that we think we might need. And so that's been a really important tool for us just to look at, you know, if we say, you know, in March, we're going to invest in this $2,000 tool. Well, that might, you know, might be a good decision. But if we're looking at it in the context of our entire year and, and what that looks like within our entire year, I guess it just helps us like focus more and say, is this really what we want to spend that money on. 
Yeah. Um, so it helps us in that way. So that was the, the, the journey person program was definitely something that I would, I would highly recommend and they operate out of the twin cities, but they're, they accept people from, from all over the region. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like a very thoughtful process too, that I don't know, we all have different approaches, but I think particularly as women, if we have the time and space to think about those things, we can get creative too. Yeah. Yeah. And just to, um, I don't know, it's helpful to not feel. So that was something, um, we were just talking about earlier was the idea that, um, I don't know. So as a woman with a small child, the, the, the children responsibility can often like fall harder on the woman. And I think that it can be easy to sort of feel trapped in that situation or um, that it's, you know, hard to get out of it or, you know, to figure out ways around it. But I think, I don't know, the holistic management really provides this like framework for, for talking about things. So like if you're sitting down once a year to say, or, you know, it can happen more often for sure, but at least once a year to sit down and say, what's working for both of us? And what's not working. And if something's not working, then together can we creatively figure out how to solve those problems. And sometimes they can be small things too, yeah, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And so I think it's there can be like quick um quick things that you can do that can really make a big change. And I I think it just feels very empowering to have that tool and to be able to like assess where you're at and then and make changes to to keep, you know growing towards that whatever end goal is that you have yeah yeah yeah. was um and so you continue that process today yeah i mean annually or so we we set it up now where as we do an annual review of our holistic goal and then um and that kind of frames our holistic financial plan then too in theory, that's how we kind of set it up. And then with the holistic financial plan, you're, you know, you set up, you set up your cash flow plan for the whole year, but then ideally you're going in, um, at least like monthly and updating that goal. And so like we have a standing financial date on the first Friday of every month, where, I know, right? <laughs> but we, we, last year we had a really hard time updating financials like in the middle of the season because it just got so busy and also when things get financially tough too um like early season uh you know it's our our instinct is to just sort of like ignore it i think and so (laughs) and so this um so this year since the beginning of the year we've started doing this financial date thing where we then so we'll do our financial date we'll I will update our um, spreadsheets and stuff. And then, and then after we're done doing all of it and having our discussion and checking in financially, then we'll like go have a beer and get a appetizer. And so that's like our like carrot to do a treat. Yeah. To do the financial work. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's the idea then is to like keep updated on it and, and stay fresh on your finances. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else on the? Yeah, the other two were kind of more straightforward. The if you're growing vegetables, um, I would highly recommend uh, having a cooler. I think that's sort of straightforward, but I know that some people go without. You know, maybe if they're just selling to farmers markets or whatever. But um, especially for us, because we're selling so much 
wholesale, um, we need to make sure that our product's going to last as long as possible. And so it needs to, um, you know, it's going to be in our cooler for a day or whatever, and then go to the, the, the farmer cooperative, be in their cooler for a day or, or more, and then go to the food co-op or restaurant and then be in their cooler. And so it just needs to be able to last a long time. And a huge piece of that is harvesting it, you know, cool if possible, and then getting it cool as quickly as possible and keeping it cool. And so um, having a cooler is really important. And you can do that with a cool bot is a little machine that will trick um, an air AC unit into running colder than it would normally. And so you can get your cooler down to, you know, in the thirties if you want to um, just using that. And that's a pretty inexpensive setup that you can use. And then the other one was just, um, making sure that you have some kind of irrigation set up for vegetables. Hmm. And you can, again, do that pretty inexpensively. We, my husband, Kevin is a really great maker and good farm engineer. And he, um, he just put together some like smaller PVC piping, um, into a couple stands that, and then on the top of the stands, there are, um, wobblers that are just really good sprinklers that Hmm. will, um, that will work well for, for watering large, large areas. And that whole setup, I think we did our irrigation, you know, we had a, we had an idea for doing drip irrigation originally, which I think is still maybe like the end goal because it's a little better for the plants. Um, but, but that, you know, was going to be many thousands of dollars to do drip irrigation on our whole farm. And this setup was like $500 and we can water, our entire field in you know within a couple of days just by wow. moving those around so yeah cool yeah. all right you got the philosophical and the practical yes awesome thanks annalee thanks for listening to our in her boots podcast i'm your host lisa kiverest with the moses in her boots project this episode's audio engineer was liam kiverest of techsocket.net The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.